Hey everyone, it's Pastor John here, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's pause and pray, and let's turn our hearts and thoughts upon the Lord. God, we pray that you would help us to be mindful now of your presence only, and that you would help us silence the the other voices that are fighting for competing for our attention. We pray in your son's name. Amen. The passage for today is Psalm 22 verses 1 through 10 and verse 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. I think one of the first things that we can notice in this psalm is that it's packed, just packed with negative feelings. There's loneliness, uh, there's a sense of abandonment, there's hopelessness and restlessness. But what is the psalmist doing with those feelings? And maybe that question itself is already sort of counterintuitive as if there is something to do with feelings other than feeling them. And the scriptures always show us this, that our feelings are not something merely to be felt and immediately identified with, but it's something that we can also engage in. And how is the psalmist doing that? He is speaking these feelings to God. He's directing them to Him. Underlying that is this assumption that God is with me and He is a God who hears. And one of the things that we naturally do when we are in the presence of another person is we acknowledge who that person is more more precisely, meaning we identify that person's qualities, we identify that person's characteristics. And that's exactly what the psalmist does. Uh, Having expressed himself, he then identifies who God is in verse 3. Yet you are holy. Verse 4, in you our fathers trusted and you delivered them. Verse 5, to you they cried and were rescued. Verse 9, yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Sometimes we can feel like turning to God in prayer is about keeping it together, uh, 
give to God a prayer that is put together, that is structured well, that's hitting the, all the targets of prayer that we ought to be hitting. But really, ultimately, the only target to hit here is we are talking to God as if He's here and as if we recognize Him for who He is. And this is what Scripture does. Scripture is inviting us to be who we are before who God is. There's this relational authenticity as we bear our weaknesses, our struggles, our complaints even before the Lord, the Lord continues to be who He is to us. Holy, praiseworthy, Father, uh, deliverer, rescuer. The challenge, see, is really not about suppressing or hiding the negative emotions we often experience. The challenge is expressing them, directing them to God, trusting that He has this strength, this quality in Him that doesn't find us repulsive, doesn't find us discomforting, but rather He is one who draws near to those who are suffering. He is one who pays close attention to the cries of those in need. And we know very well to what extent and to what degree he would do this for us when we look at the cross. The cross was where Jesus, in fact, quoted Psalm 22 in his moment of abandonment and in his moment of utter forsakenness. Because that was our forsakenness he was suffering for us. That was his way of telling us, I am with you no matter what. You are never out of my sight. You're never outside of my sovereignty. You are never outside my purpose. Just as, even as I hang on this cross, betrayed, ridiculed, bleeding, dying, I am kept safe within the sovereignty of God. The Father is with me, and I am with you. Prayer is drawing near to this confidence in God and finding our comfort, not so much in what God's power can, can do to change our circumstances, but what His presence can do to change us and conform us to the image of His Son. And the final assurance we have is this in verse 22 of our passage, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation I will praise you. The confidence the psalmist ultimately expresses is he will have a testimony before the congregation and have a reason to praise the Lord for all that he's done uh, despite what he has suffered and gone through. So, as we desire after this very same confidence and this very same assurance, Let's draw near to God in prayer and seek His face. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we, we pray that you would give us spiritual eyes so we would see more than what we see with our physical eyes today. So that whatever the world may say to us or whatever our own hearts may say to us, we would respond to it. We would reply to it with yet God is, and find our true hope there, find our true selves there, and give you the authority to narrate our story and author and perfect our lives. We pray this 
in Jesus' name. Amen.